Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. When it comes to dating, Seattle is pretty tough. I'm Carly. I'm 33. I live in the city and I'm a Pacific Northwest local. And these are my dating stories. I wanted to share these stories because I know I'm not the only one who says, what the fuck was that? Hey guys, we are back for another episode. We are still recording in the pandemic. Um, so we are all on our, you know, we are on a Zoom meeting and we're all in our, our homes. So I'm in Seattle, I'm in Queen Anne in my living room. So start with the audio. <laughs> if it's not great, uh, Mark, where are you at? Uh, I'm recording from the North Pole, uh, which is Everett, <laughs> but my friends give me a lot of shit for being North. So I'm at home with uh, the wife and the baby, just making my way through it like everybody else. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I cannot, you know, being home and like a new job and then your wife just went back to work and then yeah, Bexel or the baby, I said his name, but he's, (laughs) he's only a few months old now. So I'm sure that has been a whirlwind. Yeah. It's past my bedtime here at 747. So we gotta, (laughs) we gotta make this quick. Okay. Well, thanks for being here. Uh, and the focus of this episode, so we have brought on our friend Kay. Kay, I have known since my freshman year of college. We went to Western together. But really, I wouldn't say Kay. We wouldn't, really didn't really become good friends really until after college. I would, uh, And then Mark came in later. So, you know, it's been a, what, 15-year friendship, I guess you could say? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean... I mean, I still knew knew you pretty decently in college, but yeah, I'd say yeah. we didn't become much closer until after college. Yeah, and and I think one thing that you and I have always related on and we always debate on is dating um, because you, like myself, were always kind of the single ones in the group. Um, and when we have like different stories, you throw an opinion that is, hundred percent the opposite way of what I would uh, judge the situation. And so it just having those like debates and whether it's talking about like astrology or like activities or, or whatever, we're just so opposite. And I know we can act very sibling like. Um, so I just felt like, you know, as a single man, it'd be great to have you on and just, you know, talk about different perspective. Cause obviously I know there's a lot of single guys on here too. So, and you, I know you've been dating during the pandemic. Um, so I think that's kind of focus of this episode is to, you know, obviously you want to learn a little bit more about you and your kind of history, but then 
yeah, how you've been dating in COVID, what's been your style, what do you like, what you don't like, and we can kind of go on from there. Yeah. So my first question is, yeah, sorry, I jumped too quick. That was my fault. I'm working (laughs) on those skills. (laughs) Interrupting. Yes, thank you so much for coming on and agreeing to do this. Um, But yeah, first question, can you just give us a little bit of background of kind of who you are and maybe like what you like to do? Yeah, so uh, I am an Asian American male, um, Japanese to be specific. Uh, I grew up here in in the Seattle area pretty much my entire life, and um, yeah, I'm thir- in my mid thirties now. Wow, I'm super old Man, now, that <laughs> now that I say that. Um, yeah, and as far as like the kind of person I am, I'm a pretty laid back and like go with the flow type of person. I'm what you would consider a nerd. Um, you know, I, I, I would not I, consider a nerd being go with the flow. <laughs> there are a lot of go with the flow nerds. Um, I'm talking about in terms of my, uh, hobbies and interests and passions, you know, I'm very much into video games, movies, um, you know, but I also love sports, baseball in particular and football, uh, snowboarding. I enjoy Um, but yeah, you know, and then I do, I haven't really done as much of this lately, but I still do enjoy the occasional baking adventures as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like you're definitely pretty well-rounded. You have a lot of different skill sets, um, which I appreciate. Um, and yeah, you're always like willing to kind of do whatever, like you're up for anything. So I think that's what makes you an easy friend. Like you said, you go with the flow and you're always up hanging out and you're always just so supportive. I know Mark can, you know, agree yeah, yeah. Kay's being modest here. He's easily one of the most genuine people I know. He's always uh, there to listen. You're so incredibly knowledgeable. I feel like whatever topic comes up, you know more than I do. <laughs> and um, I, I always appreciate time we get together and conversations we get to have. But uh, you left out that you have a podcast of your own, right? Tell Tell us about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I guess a little bit plug. I, I, I have two podcasts now. Um so I have one that's focused on movies that I do with my friend Sophia. It's called Popcorn Score. We kind of watch movies and, and talk about them and review them. That one's been a bit dormant as of late because of the pandemic. There just haven't been too many good movies or new movies out. Um, and then I, I, during the pandemic, because of that void, I started a new one just by myself um, called the Sunny Go One Piece podcast, which is a podcast just dedicated to an anime series that I really like called One Piece, which is focuses around pirates and whatnot. But yeah, so check those out if you're interested. I love it. We will we'll put those in our Instagram story and we'll definitely, you know, share those so that you can get a little, you know, because we have millions of followers. So make sure you, yeah. you get some of those. I could always use the new audience. <laughs> Yeah. So my first question is, because I think most people want to learn a little bit more about you. We love that we've heard your hobbies and what you like to do. Um, So what is your dating history? Let's kind of start from there first to get a little background. And then we'll talk about kind of what your experience has been with the pandemic and dating. Yeah. I mean, my dating history is pretty short in terms of length because I, during high school and like even in college, I didn't really date that much just because well, I was a nerd and I was far more overweight back then. So I, you know, I was much more shyer, much more introverted. Um, and I, you know, overall just, it was harder to talk to girls for me. 
Uh, and even to this day, I'm still sort of working on, on all that. So I didn't really start seriously dating probably until I was around 23 or 24. So after I had left college. Um, and then, yeah, I've been in, I've been in one long, more long-term serious relationship that kind of ended poorly and was a very complicated situation. Um, but before that, I've had varying smaller relationships that lasted between like maybe a month and like three or four months. I've probably had about two of those. And then just a bunch of like first, first dates, um, all, you know, smattered all over the past like 10 years or so. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, uh, and, and I've had to take breaks cause you know, obviously online dating and just dating in general is very, it's very tough. Um, and it's a lot of rejection too. So Sometimes you, uh, you know, I've, I've taken breaks as long as like six or seven months where I just like said, okay, you know what, I'm going to take a break and just recharge my batteries and then put myself back out there again. So that's been kind of where it's been. And then specifically during the pandemic, um, you know, I probably, it's interesting because I feel like ever since the pandemic started, I've been matching more often because I think there are more people who are just bored and like, who, <laughs> who don't have much to do. And so they, they start dating profiles. And then I think they're just on the apps more often. And I feel like I've been getting more matches, probably like a 50% increase, I feel like. And so it's been pretty interesting. And yeah, I probably, let me think, I think I've been on at least like eight or nine first dates. So I've met with like eight or nine different, different girls throughout this year, I would say. So oh, wow. pre-pan, so you're using apps right now. I'd be interested to know what apps you're using because I am like, my relationships are post-app. I've literally never downloaded or used an app. So that ages me a little bit. But before the pandemic, how were you meeting people? And now like what apps are you using? So, yeah, I think, um, I mean, before I would do a combination of the two, you know, like I would if I saw someone that I was interested in, I would definitely like go up to them and talk to them, or at least I'd try. There were plenty of times where I chicken out. Um, <laughs> you know, I would see someone and be like, okay, I'm going to go talk to her. And then I don't. Um, but then there the other times, you know, I would use apps. The, the ones that I probably use the most often are Hinge, which I feel like I get the most success with. And then the other one I use is Coffee Meets Bagel. Mm-hmm. Um the reason why I like those two is because there's a, a set limit and it's a pretty small limit to how many likes you can do on both. And so it's like something that doesn't necessarily keep my mind preoccupied with dating. So it's like, okay, I'll just swipe through and get, get my likes out of the way. It's almost like a routine, <laughs> um, get those out of the way and then just go on with the rest of my day. And if I do match, then, then great. If not, then, oh, well, I, you know, I just move on with the rest of my day. Whereas like OkCupid and like Tinder is just not my thing. I, I know a lot of people have success with Tinder, but I just never really enjoyed that. And even the matches that I did get on that site, I just didn't really like. So I've stopped using that pretty much ever since its inception. And then, yeah, OkCupid is is all right. <laughs> so one, one more question, because I'm intrigued. I don't I don't envision you as like a pickup line guy, but you talked about like, going up to girls, striking up conversations, right? What's, what's your opener in that situation? Yeah. I mean, and I'm not like a 
pickup guy or anything like that. I'm very much just a normal person. But, you know, I would try and find ways to just talk to them normally. Um, like if, if it's in a coffee shop, if they're like reading a book or something, I would ask him about the book or if I'm standing in line, I'll ask them a question about something. Um, you know, like, what do you think about this? Is it, is it good? Like, have you tried this on the menu? Like, what do you recommend? Like, have you been here very often? Like we're you know, at Starbucks. Like <laughs> well, not at Starbucks. I mean, at Starbucks, if I ask somebody about the menu, I'm going to look like an idiot. <laughs> um, but you know, it just, just, things that would hopefully naturally like create conversation instead of like using a pickup line. Mm -hmm. I mean, pickup lines can be okay sometimes, but you have to use them in a, in sort of an iron an ironic way, like use them as the, as the fact that you're trying to be like silly. Cause mm -hmm. I've never once been, it, I mean, I don't use them very often, but I don't think I, I've ever had that successfully work if I use that normally. And one, I can't really use those. Like, I'm not good looking enough to be, to pull that off anyways. So I don't even bother with it. Oh my gosh. I don't think it's anything good looking. I think it's just the vibe, like it's the tone somebody throws out. I think that's when you know it's douchey or if it's genuine. And to, to Mark's point, like you're just a very genuine person. So that's why you can't do it. <laughs> yeah, that that's true too. Like, I just can't seem to like talk in a way where I just don't actually feel it like if, if I'm <laughs> if I know I'm lying like I just don't really like keep the conversation going because it just feels awkward to me yeah so, Carly do pickup lines work on you like what's what's like funny, the best and worst pickup line you've had see I don't know if I've really had any like I don't think that I, nothing really stands out in my head enough right now that was good enough, I guess. But if it's like funny or silly, like, yeah, I'll totally play along. Like you said, if it's like, I know they're being ironic, then yeah, I'll totally fall for it and start chatting with them. But I mean, I don't have too many douchey guys that have gone up to me, luckily. But I know who was it? I think other Carly, somebody just said, oh, I like your earrings. And like, and that was the line that got her... <laughs> Like, it's not even really a line. I mean, it kind of was, because what guys really, like, look at earrings um, that are... Well, I mean, there. I mean, maybe not specifically for earrings, but there are times where I think, like, wow, that looks really good. Like, the... Yes, no, I like, agree. Whatever. It's, like, clothing or whatever, but earrings just is the funny, <laughs> just a little more out there. But, no, I haven't really had any pickup lines, but I know other people has, like, have, like, I think, I mean, yeah, I think Melissa got a, she got somebody's business card that his friends made um, and he works at Red Robin. And I think it's showed that or something silly. So yeah, I don't know. I think you're funny, but I'm like you, I don't really go to many people. I get kind of shy. That's why online dating was my thing. Um, Cause I feel like you can kind of share personalities a little bit more through there. Whereas like, I'm more awkward, like coming up, unless I know we're already going to be friends, then I'm totally myself and I'm good. Um, but I don't have any game either, but I'd love to. So, okay. So going into, you know, obviously, okay. So on a normal non-pandemic date, what is a typical date that you would take somebody on first, first time meeting up with them? Uh, I generally try and lean towards like coffee dates or like park, like park dates. 
you know, something to do. Yeah. Something to do outside. Um, just because I used to, I used to do a little bit more like in-depth dates, like whether it be like lunch dates or like meal dates for Mm -hmm. first dates, but it got to the point where it's just a too expensive. Right. And B, it was just like investing that much in somebody you're only going to see once was getting a little bit too, um, I don't want to say stressful, but it was just, it was disheartening, I guess. Like it was like kind of taking the fun out of it. Like it was straining it. Yeah. There's time management. I guess I got to ask, and I genuinely don't know the answer to this, even though we know each other and I'm hoping we can give Carly some shit with your answer here. Uh, (laughs) Give me your thoughts on uh, the guy paying on the first date is that something you feel like you're obligated to do is that something you're always offering to do is there pressure to do that i would say yes to all of those at least from my perspective yeah i i always offer and i almost always end up do paying um and it is it is yeah there is a bit of like social pressure and stigma behind that like i feel like i have to do that um and most of the time I don't mind. Uh, but yeah, it's like, the, and, but that's also why I choose to do cheaper dates. that went on first dates now um, totally. because it, it, it was getting really expensive when I thought about it. Um, and it was, and it was fine when, you know, it was fine earlier on when I had a lot more disposable income, but uh yeah, ever since I returned to school and then now that I have a new job and I'm making a little bit less than what I what I used to make, um, yeah, it's been a lot more, I've been more conscious about like how I spend my money, how I save it um, and all of that. So yeah, I think there is an element of just social pressure to do that, I feel like. Hey, Mark, well, you, you changed answer. my mind. I mean, yeah, Kay's like the ultimate, I feel like, you know good guy on a first date but yeah I also lunches and and dinners that just makes me more stressed out and then I get more awkward so that's why like I just do drinks um because it's easy but I know Mark like you had a question for Kay when you're talking about beforehand yeah so Kay one thing that I do know about you is that you don't drink alcohol right And I would say for me, in my dating history, alcohol was definitely a crutch. And in uncomfortable social situations, whether it's a date or not, alcohol is something you can lean on to to lower some inhibitions and just um, maybe break down some of the walls that you might create for yourself. Since you don't drink, what's, what's the experience? Do you have something that puts you more at ease or how do you navigate that? Yeah, that's a good question. And it's a question that I get often. And the answer is, is that I've just learned to deal with it. Um, so, you know, for those, um, well, obviously the audience doesn't know, but I can't drink because I, um, my body just can't process the alcohol. And so I just immediately get sick when I drink it. And yeah, I've pretty much known this ever since I turned 21. And uh <laughs> That my 21 run was a disaster because yeah, it did not end well. Um, but yeah, I think for me, I've just sort of learned to accept it. And it's actually helped me in a lot of ways, just accepting the fact that I can't drink. And so I don't necessarily get nervous when it comes to 
social situations because I've kind of trained myself not to rely on something like that. And I've learned other strategies to deal with that. And the main way I, I deal with that is the fact that I just think to myself, what's the alternative? Like what, like, okay, I can't drink, but what, what can I do to make the situation better? And I always just see how I can make this situation more fun for me and for the other people that are around me. And so I've just learned to build up a, what should we call it? Like a, like a social um, barrier, I guess, in terms of like being embarrassed about stuff or anything. I've just kind of like, what, whatever, like, who cares if I embarrass myself? It's, it's just, it's not going to kill me. Um, and so that's why I've kind of just learned to, to go out and be with my friends or go on dates um, without alcohol and just have fun because it's like, if I embarrass myself, who cares? Like everybody's going to forget it by the next day anyway. So I just kind of just keep going on. And so, yeah. And for me, it's, it's always nice because one of the big things is like, I can go out and, and like go dancing or sing karaoke in a bar and never be embarrassed about it because I just enjoy it for what it is. And if I make myself look like an idiot, it's like, again, everybody else is so preoccupied with their, with their selves and their image that I'm just like, well, no one probably cares about me and how stupid I look. God, that's you don't look stupid. such a great perspective too. And again, example, how genuine you are. And one of the reasons I love you because Carly and I could really use a, a whiskey sponsor for the show. Cause both of us are, <laughs> are drinking right now. Right. So, uh, I really appreciate that about you because I'm the guy who needs a drink to sing karaoke. I'm the guy who needs a drink to get on the dance floor, even with my wife. Right. Like I just <laughs> <laughs> have a little trouble, like honestly like not worrying about how other people are looking at me sometimes right so I love mm -hmm. that's just such a different level of maturity that I still haven't found <laughs> right so I mean I mean there's nothing wrong with that though I think you know if you drink responsibly and and you have fun there's nothing wrong with alcohol it's just that and the thing is is like if I could drink alcohol I would probably be more similar to your level it's just it's just that I've had to adapt out of necessity and develop these skills in addition to what normal people wouldn't have to do. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I it's just like, kind of built that a necessity. And I feel like you like kind of, cause it, since our energy is starting to build up when we have a couple drinks, I feel like your energy then still picks up with us anyways. So it's like, unless, you know, it goes too far, then you're like, okay, guys, I'm leaving. <laughs> like the, I, that point I know has happened a few times, but usually for 75% of it, you're like, it's the same you know, energy level of fun. So it's like, not like you're some stick in the mud that's like hanging out <laughs> on the side. So I think that's why I don't ever really, no one really like notices like who's drinking and who's not. And also our groups is not, we're good. At, I feel like we're good at, like we don't pressure each other either. Like if people don't feel like drinking, like whatever, like that's totally fine. Um, but I'd love to move more towards like pandemic dating. So you said you've gone eight dates. So I only went on two I went on a Zoom. No, I went on three. I went on a Zoom date when it was like thick in the thick of it, like spring of 2020. I went on two Zoom dates. I kind of loved it. I never really talked about it, but I kind of loved it because I could set my lighting. I could still wear like my hoodie with my or my sweatshirt, like my crew neck with my hair is like down. And I'm just sitting on the floor and 
the one thing that's awkward is there's no there's no noise, which I like going into like when I would go on dates, like to be in a bar or where it's like a little bit noisy. So I feel like it takes off their pressure. So that's something I noticed was like, it's dead quiet. Like I can't go look at something. Oh, hey, go look at that. So it is more like a focused kind of interview date. Mm-hmm. And it did go well, the first one. And the second one was pretty well too. And then we did meet it in person and I just wasn't feeling it, which was fine. And I actually asked him to come on the podcast, but he said no, which really sucked. Um, Wait, so I was, you, you asked somebody that you had dated but didn't want to date further to come on the podcast? Yes, I did. But I ended in a nice way. I wasn't, I because, you know, I'm not somebody to ghost. I, I guess, in my opinion, I think it was a big deal because I'm like, you know, I'm just not feeling the chemistry. I think you're a super great guy, but I just like don't feel it. And he said he agreed like as well. So I think that's why I felt like, well, I can ask you. And then I told him and he wasn't you know, upset about it. But then I feel like I couldn't talk about it really as much, which I guess I am anyways, because <laughs> then he said no. Um, but I guess that's because of his past because he was like divorced. Um and then the other dates that I went, met with one guy in person in Queen Anne and we like stood six feet apart. That ended pretty badly because he was like trying to one up me on like what he was. It was just like a weird, just weird circumstance. And the, the third one we did meet when we could do outside dining when that started. And that actually went really well. And I actually was excited to hang out with him again. But then he told me he reconnected with some other girl. And he wanted to see her. It was just like bad timing, you know, Mm. for him and I. But, but yeah, so I kind of the Zoom thing and then I met out, but it's like. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The second one, masks weren't a thing yet. No one was really wearing masks yet. They were just like keeping their distance. Um, so I'm curious... You know, and do you have any funny stories? Because I always, you know, like a little humor, embarrassing embarrassment, whether it's yours or mine or the other person that we don't know. I don't know if I have any funny or embarrassing stories, but I have a really, really well, not in, I don't know if it's interesting, but to me, it's kind of interesting. So I was actually dating this girl literally like as the news of the, uh, COVID was starting was like I think in early February and we had gone on a couple dates and then I think this was our third or second date I can't remember but we went to Mox Cafe where they have the like where you can sit down and eat and play board games Um, and that was literally the last day before Governor Inslee here in Washington State um, had declared the lockdown and so I that was literally the day before he locked everything down uh, here in Washington state. And it was just kind of interesting to to think that this was like the last normal date that I would go on. <laughs> and, um, and we did try do one more virtual date, but I think just being virtual after that was just a little difficult. And we just, I don't know, we just couldn't really connect. 
Um, so that one kind of fizzled out. Probably the more fun dates. So there were two two girls that I had met. Um, our first initial dates were just, you know, the, the typical Zoom question and answer type of, of Like interview? Of yeah, you just kind of <laughs> get to know each other. But we went on a couple more dates. And these two girls were also gamers as well. And they had Nintendo Switches. And one of them was a really big Mario Kart fan. And, uh, you know, I I like Mario Kart too, but I, I haven't really played it too seriously in a while. And so she wanted to play. And so we played against each other. And then I think another date, we actually joined her friends and we played like in a big group online. And yeah, it was fun. Although she is, in, she was insanely good. Like, I don't think I ever once beat her. Um <laughs> And so that was really fun to to sort of um, just chat online and then play play Mario Kart together. And probably one of my favorite instances of dating was this other girl that I had met. And this was, I think, our second or third date as well. We um, we played Animal Crossing. So Animal Crossing, if for those who don't know, is is sort of like a a virtual animal sims type game where you create your own little society and in the game there's this museum that that you can actually um, fill up with animals and little creatures you catch on your island and we both logged into each other's islands and then we could like tour the museum as if we were on a museum date but we were doing (laughs) it in the game and oh my gosh yeah, it was really it was really cute. Like I took screenshots of it because it was really cute to be quite honest. Like just seeing our little avatars running around the museum and just like looking at each other and like you could actually do like little animations like waving animations and like happy dancing animations and so it it was really it was a really fun like way to do a virtual date playing playing Animal Crossing and doing this like sort of museum walkabout date. That is so funny. I feel like, have you looked into that and read it? Like, I feel like that's something that would really like kick off like during the pandemic. Like, do you know anybody else who's done anything like that? Yeah, I think I remember reading a story on Reddit about two people that met playing Animal Crossing and they actually ended up getting engaged um, because of it. Wow. Have you thought about like trying to make some money off of this? (laughs) Like, I feel like this is a... A million dollar idea for all the the gamers out there during the pandemic. Don't you think, I mean, that is me. <laughs> trademark, copyright. <laughs> I don't know how you'd monetize that though. I guess like, I guess you could, I could create a website that would like. I feel like it's match its own people. dating app or something. Yeah, it's like its own dating app, and it's like, what would you show in the profile? It's like, oh, I create a museum or a garden or. I don't know. Obviously, you know more. I don't know anything about Animal Crossing, but because <laughs> I don't have any video games at all. Yeah. But. Yeah. So those those two dates were really a fun, like virtual date. Because um, I honestly don't think that that would have happened had it not been the pandemic. Because you know, I w- we would both be pushing for more in person dates. Um, and so those were really fun. And a lot of the other ones were just Zoom, strictly Zoom dates. They never really went beyond the in-person dating. But a handful of times, I did get to a point where we, after like maybe three to four Zoom dates, we would actually say, yeah, there's actually some something going on here. You know, we'd like to at least meet up. And so I think the first one we ended up um, 
just sort of at a coffee shop where you could sit, still sit outside. And this was still during the summer. So it was actually warm mm-hmm. and right now we're recording in February where it's like snowy well, the snow is gone now, but um, it was, yeah, it was, it was nice. And then we went on another date where we would play a couple board games out in a park. You know, we would just sit in a park and uh, play board games. And, and I think at this point, the restrictions had lightened up a little bit again. And so you, there was outdoor seating. And I think we, we also ended up having dinner. That one, you know, was just, again, it was just more of a chemistry thing. And so we decided to end that. And then most recently, it was kind of a similar situation. We went on like four or five um, Zoom dates. Actually, we went on a lot of Zoom dates now that I think about it more like six or seven. We had a variety of, yeah, it was, we had a variety of, you know, dates. We did like the, just your normal question and answer type things. We did like watch parties where we would watch the same movies or TV shows together and just sort of like talk, talk to each other through, through zoom. And then we did eventually actually um, meet up and we got like brunch and this, again, this was like, we went to brunch and this was like, again, right the day before Inslee did his second lockdown. So I <laughs> literally had dates on the, the eve of, of both lockdowns. And so it's kind of interesting to, to, to think about that. And yeah, this one, uh, this one kind of got a little bit more serious to the point where we felt comfortable going to each other's places. So we actually did get to hang out in person quite often um, you know, at, at each other's places. And that was really nice too. But again, it was really hard to like find fun stuff to do without mm-hmm. being able to go out, you know, cause there are, there, there's a lot of cool things that I would love to do with another person, but it's just, right. you just can't do them. And so you're just strictly inside and you got movies, you got TV shows, board games, puzzles, you know, the like. Oh, yeah. So you're you're rooting now that we've kind of loosened restrictions again. You're actually rooting for another lockdown so you can get in a, another good date that leads into another relationship. Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily. No. Yeah, I think, and I don't know. There is one thing that I I really noticed about me is that a I'm particularly picky, like for better or worse, like when it comes to relationships not in terms of like picky and like very superficial ways, but just in terms of like how they, how they make me feel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just really, I don't know. I just have a really hard time finding that, that like feeling. It's very difficult. I think that's important though. Like that you're not faking it. You're not pretending to have a feeling. Um, yeah. Cause I feel like some people really stand out and you're like, holy shit, there's so much chemistry here. And other people you're like, I wish I like this person, but you can't force it. Right. Like, and you go on several dates, hoping something will spark sometimes. And you're like, Nope, that's just not, I'm just wasting their time and my time and we should just end it. Um, I was going to ask you something else. Now my mind is blanking. Oh, for some reason I was thinking, cause yeah, I agree. Just in general, it's, it's harder to find things to be more creative where it's like, with my friends, uh, girlfriends, I'm supposed to be dressing up like Bob Ross and to pretend I'm Bob and get a little drunk and do a little painting class <laughs> for some friends. 
And I'm like, it almost goes back. I'm like, it's almost like a pioneer farm. So it's like, okay, what did they do back then? Like, how could we be creative without needing, I don't know, like, yeah, all these settings in the city. So I'm sure there's some website with like ideas. I'm sure there's a few. I'm sure. What seems so hard to me about this is like, I would say very rarely did any of my past relationships start with that immediate spark? Like Mm. they stemmed from somewhat of a friendship or somewhat of a a forced interaction, whether it came from somebody I dated from work, right. Or somebody who was part of a friend group that um, through just being together consistently feelings developed. Right. And I think that's, that's gotta be so hard during this time. Right. Because it's all, it's, it's kind of a, Hey, here, here's a couple of zoom dates and either we're all in and we're going to try to push through this and force it a little bit, or we're going to decide it doesn't work and cut bait and either take a break or go on to something else. Right. That's just seems so challenging to me. Yeah, that is definitely a difficult aspect of it. And I think I find it particularly hard because I know what that spark feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I don't know, I, I may, I may have been like ruined by, by some of my past relationship, you know, you know, experiences, but it's just, yeah, I know what that spark feels like. I know what it feels like when you meet someone and you instantly like connect with them. And like, I also know what it's like to be like, super in love and have that person love you back and it's just I don't know I feel like I'm chase I've been chasing that feeling for a while now and it's mm-hmm. just really hard to find and when you do find it sometimes it just doesn't it's just can't work like mm-hmm. there are other things that prevent that from happening um and in that regard I've been kind of unlucky uh I will say you know from a very subjective point of view, but yeah, I, I think for me, I recognize that spark so well, and I know myself so well because I don't know, I'm, I seem to like dwell on my own introspectiveness way too much to almost a detriment, but I know myself way too well to know that, yeah, I don't want to waste this person's time because I know I'm not feeling that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it yeah, is interesting I mean, in marketing you say that just that yeah it's like that's like you don't know when to cut it off and sometimes I'm saying you're hanging on and you're like how many days do I give this person because I've never dated somebody who is like a friend consistently and then all of a sudden it switched yeah and it sounds like the difference between Kay and Carly is Kay like the bar set high based on past experience right you saying You've, mine's low well <laughs> I was just thinking that <laughs> what but, <laughs> let, let, let me get there. Okay, let, your bar seems high, but Carly, let, Jesus. Let me, let me round this thought out. Let me round it out. Yeah, yeah. But, let's see what okay, you do. <laughs> based on like actually like experiencing love and being in long-term relationships and like knowing what that feeling is, like that's what you're chasing. And, and to me, it just sounds like you're not willing to put up with the bullshit if you recognize that it's not there. Carly, you don't have a history like that. You mm-hmm. have you haven't experienced a lot of love. And so maybe the bar isn't as high for you and you're more at ease at, you know, spending a little bit more time trying to develop it and figure out mm-hmm. um, what kind of chemistry you're looking for. And those are two like very different places to come from 
um, I would guess, in, you know, going into that first date, second date experience, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Kay's looking for something. And if it's there, he knows it's there. And if it's not, it it might not be something that you want to spend as much time trying to uh, see if it's going to develop, especially in these really challenging lockdown times where Carly, you're like, shit, let's, let's just roll the dice and and see if this happens. And and that's not to say that you don't know what you're looking for and you wouldn't recognize the the spark if it was there. But at the same time, uh, you're not walking away from a first date saying I, this person doesn't make me feel like the way the best relationship I had did. Right. right? So, um, right. Yeah. I mean, so looking for like, yeah, a little bit of a, a spark and yeah, just like common interests and kind of, and I guess that's the hard part, right? Is you don't, and this is what I have to learn is, is you don't, it's, and I don't know if it's easier for guys, probably the same where you're like, you want to say first date what you're looking for, but it's like that can scare people away so fast. And some people they're on the same page, but it's like finding those gems that are also comfortable talking about it is so hard. And so it's like playing that, that game. So like with that, and I'm curious, Kay, and I know we want to wrap up fairly soon uh, what are your frustrations with women? <laughs> what advice, what are your frustrations? And then what advice would you want to give them in terms of, you know, dating you or just like dating men that you've noticed like a pattern? Well, I mean, most of my frustrations, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. So like for one thing, when it comes to online dating, I think, some of the profiles are just bad. They're just so bad. I, I could nitpick so many online profiles, like profiles that have pictures where you can't even see their face. They're, or, or, but what and, if it's an active one? Like, this is the thing that we've debated about. Is what if they're like skiing? down a mountain and you're I think most people take that as like oh they ski they're adventurous and you're like nope didn't show their face they're out well, <laughs> I mean one, they have multiple photos too obviously not people. yeah I mean one picture like that is fine to show that you like skiing and that's a big part of your life that's fine but it's like if one picture is of you in ski gear another one's picture is like a long distance picture of you hiking another one is like your back as you're climbing a mountain it's like what am I looking at here like I get you're really R-E-I active. Ad. <laughs> yeah, I get you're very active, but I don't know what you look like. And yeah. as shallow as that sounds as a guy, like we looks do matter. And so like we want to see what your face looks like. So for that girl, are you gonna swipe left? Because guys do that too. And I my theory is that person is not is just dipping their toes in. They don't want to share their face yet because they're still like not sure maybe about it. And they, they, and from their point of view, it's like, they want a genuine connection. This is what I've had conversations with other guys. It's like, they want a genuine connection and they don't want to be all on their looks. Uh, and so they want people just to like what they do and then build it from there. So it's funny you say that because I've had the opposite conversation with guys. Where like, that's why they have not shared their full photo. Um, is like that's, a good, that's a good point. Yeah, I, that's something I hadn't considered and. Yeah. I, I mean, I would say you sort of changed my mind, but at the wow. same time, that's first time <laughs> has ever happened. <laughs> I mean, that's a very legitimate concern. I, I see, I see that. I see that now. And that's not something that I've ever had to, to worry about. Um, 
But yeah, I think for me, it's not an automatic like no. Oh, when I see that, I'll still read their profile. And if there's something mm-hmm. that actually catches my eye, I'll still, I'll still say yes sometimes. Right. Um, but I'm less inclined to. Like it's definitely like lowers them on the scale. Yeah. No, I get it. And I, I mean, and I do. I don't like fully disagree. It's like yeah, it kind of depends on what they write. And then also the other part I think about is like, okay, they want more genuine too, but then you're like, but I'm putting myself out there. So are they not willing to actually give me a full chance or are they going to be half in for a very long time? So there's kind of that. Yeah. uh, What's the word? Not spectrum, but there's that, you know, what the word am I trying to say? side of it as well but um yeah but profile so i get that uh and then mark already asked a dating question yeah well, anything so okay. i have one more thing and, yeah. and outside of outside of online dating i think the biggest frustration is just communication um i think is is a big thing and to varying degrees i've experienced people who are very you know very responsive and i personally am very responsive like to to an almost like a obsessive level like I almost never leave a text on red or anything Mm -hmm. um but uh you know and I don't expect that level from anybody even my friends like even my closest friends or anything like that but I think when you're like waiting an entire day or even a couple days to respond that is a is a really frustrating thing (laughs) because In a, in a 24 hour period, how do you never have a chance to look at your phone and just respond? Like, even if you can't actually have a conversation, just say, Hey, I'm busy today. I'll talk to you later or something like that. Cause like at some point you're going to be on the toilet and you're going to pull your phone out. Everybody does it. <laughs> like, or you're going to be in line somewhere and everybody right. pulls their phone out, whether it be at the grocery store, at the coffee shop or whatnot. And so it's like, why does it take over a day to yeah. respond to a, a text or a communication? And it's just like, yeah, yeah. you know, and I would like some form of like consistent communication um, with that. And I think that's a reasonable expectation that, you know, if that's not met kind of frustrates me. Yeah. And I don't think it's a gender thing. I think that's just a person thing. Yeah. Some that's, people are that's a people thing. People not thing. A, it's a people problem. <laughs> but it is, it is a very constant issue, I think, in, in dating. Yeah. Mark ignores me all the time, but we're not dating and we're good friends. <laughs> but he's a baby now. I know. So I can't. No, yeah, that's, and- that's who I am. I, I'm on the other side of that spectrum. I, I still keep thinking of like, I'm the asshole who's going to post a picture of me skiing. I do it once a year and I just want to look cool. So thank God I don't <laughs> have to deal with these apps, right? Because <laughs> I wouldn't have thought of any of this shit. I would just be like, what makes me look cool? <laughs> yeah, see, there's people who don't even think about it. Okay, you and I are the ones who are like observant and like detailed and like want this well-rounded profile and yeah and then there's just guys like people like mark it's like yeah that was cool did that one well i think when you do it for so long you just have to start learning how to play the game for you know quote unquote yeah that's true but it is hard talking to those those people who 
their first match and now they're married and you're like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> like, well, I'm, I mean, I feel like if they found somebody, that's great. Like okay, I'm happy yeah, you're more for positive. them. Then yes, you, you're, no, you're right. I'm just being jealous, <laughs> I guess. But then I wouldn't have all these stories or this podcast and people thinking I'm so funny. So, well, that's debatable, but <laughs> um, anyways, I don't, do you have any last questions, Mark? That's mostly, you know, I want to just kind of have Kayon get his perspective. You know, I love that you have been gaming. I feel like that's something that like, I don't have like when I zoom date. So I feel like that's where you have kind of a leg up and you can see if you have things in common, like right away, you're doing something that you probably will be doing together in person as well, would be gaming. Um, so I love that. Um, yeah. I mean, if there's, I mean, one thing that I would probably add and I, and this may not apply to everybody, but I think being, being happy, being single is also important and has really mm-hmm. helped me, you know, there was, cause there was a time in my life where it's like, oh man, I am feeling really anxious about the fact that I'm still single, that, and that I may be single for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And I think, oh, as I grew older, I got used to the fact that it's like, you know what? It's actually pretty nice being single. Um, and especially, I think it's kind of helped during the pandemic, especially. And I don't know why exactly, but I think just being being happy with the fact that you're single and that you use that time to sort of better yourself mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. kind of like just enjoy and appreciate the fact that the benefits of being single, because there are, you know, the grass is always greener on the other side. Mm-hmm. Being in a couple is great and has a lot of benefits, but there are also a lot of downsides that mm-hmm. to that as well and vice versa. And so I think focusing on the, the positives of being single, as opposed to like all the negatives has really like helped me in terms of just staying positive, I guess. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's been it's been actually a lot nicer once I reframed it like that over the last like three, four years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And I feel like, and I do agree. So I, I guess when I sound like a sour puss, there are, that's something I'm also working on is just, yeah, you know, knowing I could be single for the rest of my life and like being okay with that. And like you said, it's it's usually you and I and our other friend that are always chatting together and are like, well, I don't have any responsibilities right now where Mark has to deal with poop. Uh, from his baby or like, which I mean, obviously the bait, she, he's a little angel, but yeah, there's, there's the perks and talking to people who are like, I never get alone time. And you're like, oh, well, I mean, yes, I have a lot of alone time, but I'm also comfortable being alone. Whereas I think people, yeah, it's been interesting. It's some people broken up engagements that I was spoken to. Some people got engaged. So this has been a really trying time and telling time. I feel like for every person or every type of you know human um yeah yeah, no I love that no I love ending in that I think that's that is you know we're not I know we're talking about dating all the time but this is part of us but also just being comfortable with ourselves so thank you in you know ending it and summarizing it he's always summarizing it the whiskey's getting to me (laughs) see my mind's not that clear (laughs) Um, but thank you for coming on and answering our questions and being honest and genuine. Um, are you still single? Can I post your picture on Instagram and can people DM me if they are interested? Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm always open for whatever. So yeah, I'm definitely open for that. And thanks for having me on.
Yeah, you're so welcome. Well, Mark, it was great seeing your face as well. And thanks again, Kay. And I guess that's it until next time. <laughs> Love you guys. See you all later.